Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season being in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bed and Bray podcast. Before we went on break, we discussed the plan for this episode. Once again, I'm going to talk about the Week 18 game between the Rams and the Niners. From a betting perspective, but before we get into any of that, do want to recap what happened last week, both for the Niners and for us. Overall, decent episode for us. Good week for the Niners. They were able to beat the Commanders relatively easily. Uh, the Commanders kind of hung around there for about a half, but then the Niners blew the game open late. Hal kept throwing picks, and the Niners eventually won the game by double digits, and they did end up covering as they won by 17. So we were wrong about the over in the game. Thought we would get more points. Also, didn't really think how it would play. When we did the episode, there were rumors that Brissett was going to play, and then he got injured, so how ended up starting anyway. But you're looking at the Niners dominating the second half. They outscored the Commanders 14-0, and you saw the Niners cover the spread, but the over didn't get there, so we ended up splitting. As for the Niners, once again, they ended up winning, so they ended up clinching the one seed in the NFC, which means they have nothing to play for because the Lions ended up losing and the Eagles ended up losing. So because of that, you ended up seeing the Niners clinch with that win, so they have nothing to play for, and neither do their opponents in Week 18 because the Rams already clinched the playoff spot. So I'm going to mention what happened last week in their game, too, in a second. But for the sake of this game, can I interest you in some January preseason action? Because both teams are benching a ton of guys, and I'm not sure if this game is going to be one you're going to want to bet on. I'm going to preview it anyway, but once again, it's going to be a matchup between Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz. So have fun with that. But to get into the actual breakdown of the Week 17 win against the Commanders, the Niners were pretty good through the air as Purdy bounced back, went 22 of 28 for 230, two touchdowns and no picks. Sack zero times, QBR of 88.2, so we had a nice bounce back game. Turns out it's pretty easy to bounce back when you go from one of the best defenses in the league to one of the worst, and Purdy definitely got back on track easily. Besides that, though, the real story of the game for the Niners in a negative sense was the injury to Christian McCaffrey as he missed most of the second half, but I believe it was a calf injury. Uh, He had 14 carries for 64 yards. You saw Elijah Mitchell, though, look good as the backup who stepped up to be the starter at 17 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Besides that, Debo had three carries for 35 yards. As for the receiving core, you saw Ayuk have 114 and a touchdown. That very nice improv scramble drill 
by Purdy, which led to a wide-open Ayuk in the end zone. Debo had 37 yards and a touchdown on that little touch pass early in the game. And besides that, Kittle didn't really do much, and McCaffrey didn't do much, as both guys had less than 30 yards receiving. But as for the defense, was solid, had one sack, which was kind of surprising, but did have two interceptions. To go through the sacks there, that was by Cleveland Farrell. As for the interceptions, you saw Traverius Ward have one, and you saw Lenore have the other one. But as for the actual commander's offense, Hal did not look that good. Looked okay early on, but uh, struggled as the game went on, and they had to play catch-up. But Hal had 169 yards, went 17 of 28, one touchdown, two picks, QBR of 21.7. The ground game, though, did nothing for the commanders as Brian Robinson came back, had 44 yards, and Gibson... Didn't really do much either, as the Commanders had 62 yards total on the ground. As for the receiving core, McLaurin was pretty good at 61 yards and a touchdown, and nobody else had more than 33 yards. So once again, the Niners' defense did a good job of keeping the Commanders' offense in check. And once again, the Niners had no turnovers. They forced two, so they did win the turnover battle, and that was definitely a nice way to bounce back after turning the ball over a ton against the Ravens in the previous game. As for the Rams, they ended up having a war against the Giants in their last game as they traveled to MetLife, and they won. Was it easy? No. Should they have won the game? Debatable. But Mason Crosby, you might have forgotten, he was still in the league and missed a field goal at the end, and the Rams ended up winning and clinched a playoff berth in the process because the Seahawks lost to the Steelers later that day. As for the actual game of uh, a uh, breakdown there. Stafford was fine. Interceptions were an issue, but he had 317 passing yards, one touchdown, two picks, sacked four times, QBR of 41.6. So not a great game for Stafford, but it was good enough. Kyron Williams, though, was pretty good at 87 yards and three rushing touchdowns for the receiving core. You saw Nakua have a good game at 118 yards. I will admit, though, he had one massive outlier catch because he had one catch for 80 yards, uh, but he still finished with 118. Demarcus Robinson had 92. Higby had 62. Cup was quiet, had 27, but he did have a touchdown to kind of salvage the afternoon. Uh, as for the actual defense for the Rams, they were good at pressuring Tyrod Taylor. Taylor had a bunch of passing yards but the Giants were trailing for a decent amount of that game. Tyrod had 319 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked six times, and he did have a QBR of 52.5. Ground game, though, for the Giants was not great. Tyrod at 40 yards, which boosted the averages of everybody else. And you saw Wondell Robinson have one carry for 24 yards and a touchdown on kind of a wide receiver end around. But Barkley did nothing at 39 yards, so the Rams did a good job bottling up the Giants' best rusher. As for the receiving core, you had Slayton, who had 160 yards, courtesy of an 80-yard bomb from Tyrod. Perfect throw by him. So once again, kind of an outlier catch to save the afternoon for him. Wandell had 55 yards, but once again, he did have the rushing touchdown, so he did have a good day. Waller came back, and he was pretty good as he had 51 yards. Uh, besides that, really not much else. As for the sacks, which I mentioned a second ago, I'll go through the Giants' sack guys because they sacked Stafford four times. You saw Okariki, had a sack and a half. You saw uh, Nunez Rochas had half a sack. You saw Jaheed Ward had a sack, and Isaiah Simmons had a sack. I believe that was everybody. As for the Rams, you saw really two guys dominate uh, on the D-line for this team because Aaron Donald had two sacks, and Kobe Turner had two and a half sacks. You saw Hecht have half a sack as well, and Byron Young at a sack. But the point is, anytime you can get four and a half sacks between two guys combined, that's a good sign, and they were able to 
uh, really dominate the line of scrimmage for most of that game. Still got dicey, though. Uh, shout out to Jordan Fuller for the interception uh, for the Rams' behalf. I forgot to mention, by the way, Demarcus Robinson did fumble, and that was a turnover the Rams did lose. But the Rams won the game because they were able to weather the storm and hold on barely. They really some bad clock management with the Giants on that last drive, but you saw Crosby miss a 54-yarder, and that was the game. So the Rams clinched a playoff spot. Congrats to them. And you're going to end up seeing potentially a, I don't want to say a playoff preview because the Rams have to upset a team or two in order to face off against the Niners. But the Rams are a team that can give one of these division leaders an, an issue or maybe a difficult game. I'm not sure if they're going to win. Could they beat the Lions? I can see it. I think it's possible. Could they beat the Cowboys? Maybe. Uh, the Eagles, you know, who knows? Eagles might be a wild card team, but you get my point. The point is I do think the Rams are kind of a dangerous team that most people would not want to face because McVay has won a Super Bowl. So is Stafford. They got a lot of experience and we know this team does have weapons. However, I mentioned all that to say once again, that all of the big weapons and options for both teams are irrelevant because they're not going to play because the Rams decided after clinching a playoff spot, we are going to wave the flag, save everyone, keep everyone healthy. Probably the right move for Stafford because he's had a lot of injury issues throughout his career, including earlier this season. So it makes sense to not use him and to also remind everybody that Carson Wentz is in the NFL and that he signed with the Rams a couple about a month ago or so. And nobody either remembered or cared. Now, to go through the actual Niners injury report, or I should say rest report, they are going to be without a lot of guys as well. Uh, to go through, though, the Rams, just to finish that up, uh, they are going to, I believe, also be without Cup and a lot of other starters. Kyron Williams is not playing. Cup's not playing. Aaron Donald's not playing. And Ernest Johnson is uh, Ernest Jones. I mean, is also not playing. So a lot of guys are sitting. A lot of high-profile guys. So the Rams are definitely going to try to keep everyone healthy and try to move on into the playoffs relatively clean in terms of health. As for the Niners, though, similar story here. As Purdy is not going to play. And on top of that, they are going to be missing a lot of guys as well, as they should. Uh, you're going to end up seeing McCaffrey not play. Uh, Armstead's probably not going to play. Uh, Ambry, uh, yeah, Ambry Thomas probably not going to play. But once again, I just think that the Niners are going to, uh, once again, kind of pack it in. They might beat the Rams anyway, because their backups might be better than the Rams' backups. But I don't exactly expect to see either team being fully engaged and fully trying to expand the playbook and maybe going forward on fourth downs and stuff like that. You might see a very conservative game plan for both coaches in order to keep these teams healthy. Once again, kind of like a preseason game where both coaches are playing for the sake of, I don't know, like talent evaluation, I guess, but they're not really going to try to reinvent the wheel. They're not going to do anything creative. You might see a lot of boring handoffs, a lot of uninspired play calls, and a lot of punts. So according to Nick Bosa, by the way, there was a quote about the actual practice this week. He said, quote, our mindset is to repair like a normal week, try to hone in. We can possibly see them down the road. So whatever advantage we can get from this week is important. And according to some other uh, quotes here from Fred Warner, my approach is to get better, uh, get better individually and as a team, as a defense. Anytime you step in between the white lines, it is your opportunity uh, to put something on tape and you can be uh, that you can be proud of. Uh, we want to make sure we are at our best version of ourselves whenever we play next. So the point is, once again, I expect a pretty boring game. It's going to be pretty difficult to actually find value when it comes to betting, unless you just think that either Wentz or Darnold just has a good game against the backup defenses. Maybe if you want to pivot to like a Ronnie Bell 
some depth receiver who might get more playing time and usage, I maybe wouldn't mind that. But for the most part, it's going to be a pretty boring game, and I recommend that since the game doesn't mean anything, you might want to watch something else. Maybe if you want to watch the Eagles game or the Cowboys game to see who might be the two seed in the uh, West, uh, probably the Cowboys game, because if the Cowboys win that one, they officially clinch the two seed where the Eagles do need to rely on the Cowboys anyway. So you might want to watch another game because you're not going to learn much watching this one unless you really want to see Sam Darnold behind center again. But to go through the actual spread and total for this game, the Niners are favored by four and the over under in this game is at 41 and a half. For me, simply put, I like the under in this game. I mentioned it before, but I don't see either team really trying that much offensively. You could argue Wentz is maybe going for a tryout to prove to another team that maybe he's worth a damn and he might end up on a roster next year. But the Rams, at the end of the day, I really just don't see much incentive to try to expand the playbook, try to go for an upset win. It doesn't mean anything. So I think both teams are going to try to treat this like a preseason game. A lot of handoffs, a lot of running clock, a lot of punts, and I do think you're going to see a very ugly game. Might be like, I don't even know from a score. If bo- if neither team reaches 20, I wouldn't be shocked. I think you might see this game being played in the teens. But for me, I am going to lean to the Rams in this one. I'm not going to bet it once again. This is going to be a pretty tricky week to actually preview. But the point is I'm going to lean to the Rams because in a game of two backup quarterbacks with depth rosters, I got to take the points. I-, I just don't trust the Niners enough to actually lay four with a bunch of backups playing. So I'll lean to the Rams on principle, but my favorite play in the game will be the under. I think 41 and a half is too high. I really just see both teams trying to get in, get out as quickly as possible, keep everyone healthy, and try to potentially save all their energy for a deep playoff run. So once again, my picks are going to be the Rams plus four and the under 41 and a half. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode. Next week will be pretty interesting because there is no Niners game because they have a bye. So we're going to get creative. Maybe we'll preview some other playoff matchups. Maybe we'll talk about the overall regular season, and we can go from there. But the point is, next week is not going to be really a stressful episode, or, yeah, a really stressful episode because the Niners don't play. So there are no stakes involved. We're just going to take the opportunity to reflect on the season and maybe preview a game or two that might impact the Niners' upcoming playoff schedule in the upcoming rounds. But that's going to do it. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Bettingbury podcast presented by Bet Online. And until next week, find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. And good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.